I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, magical friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. You know, it's not being brushed under the carpet anymore. You know, we're all starting to call it out when people aren't fear or they're unjust or they belittle or bully um you know equality is going to be the movement of our time and in order to do that we need to lead by example and we have full permission to change our mind and i think it takes a real empowered person to take a different opinion or see a different view or evolve their way of approaching the world shift the perspective now let the magic begin hello soul tribe we are beyond excited honored and so grateful to soak up the mystic wisdom and knowledge of today's guest who happens to be one of our favorite authors and has helped manifest a movement of conscious awareness in the world please welcome emma milden yes and for those of you who may not be familiar with emma's work or living under a rock <laughs> she is the international best-selling author of the soul searchers handbook creator of wabi sabi magazine a column 
feminist speaker, spiritual activist, and people like to refer to her as everyone's spiritual personal assistant because Emma has a talent for sharing easy to grasp advice on all things that we like to geek out over from crystals and astrology, numerology, feng shui, aromatherapy, spiritual scriptures across all religions and all the different types of yoga, meditations, you name it. She's got it so much more to help us along our journeys of self-exploration. And so we just, oh, we cannot wait to dive into her upcoming book, Evolution of Goddess, A Modern Girl's Guide to Activating Your Feminine Superpowers. Okay, that sounds like our kind of read. Hello, goddess. Hi. Whoa. (laughs) That's the best intro I've ever heard. No pressure, guys. Wow. Oh, Raquel does not miss a beat. That was all one breath, too. <laughs> it's amazing. It was so good. Wow. And I think you forgot too, to mention that I'm just the girl next door. I'm down to earth, like you guys, working it all out, curious, exploring it all. So, yeah, I just, wow, I'm so excited to chat with you guys. What an honor. Thank you. A down-to-earth goddess. We're so happy to have you here. Your book, The Soul Searcher's Handbook, was actually one of my first spiritual books, and I read it on a plane to Greece, which is like a 40-hour flight with layovers and all of that jazz, (laughs) which was really fun. So I read the whole thing from cover to cover, and it was incredible. We are so curious um, on what inspires you most, especially in your writing process. Do you have a more structured way of writing books, or does it just flow from you? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's not me doing the writing. I feel like I'm very privileged to get to do all the work, but sometimes I feel like it's it's not me. It's very meditative. I feel I can sit there for hours and not drink or eat or move. Um, it's the most bizarre feeling. I definitely go into another world. And um, for me, it is part of my practice. So I get up in the morning. I don't eat or drink because it slows down my whole mentality. I need to have an empty tummy. Um, And yeah, and then I I work and I'm most creative probably from six in the morning until lunchtime. And it's like Cinderella. As soon as it clicks into 12, I'm out. My brain cell just switches into, you know, numbskull mode. And I um, (laughs) have to to leave the writing behind. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I, I write. But it started um, when I was a kid and I just used to love scribbling stories and fairy tales and make up my own little fables. And um, yeah, I used to sit there and write for hours. Yeah. My mom thought I was a little geeky weirdo. She, um, (laughs) yeah, I was a little creative critter. So yeah, writing is just, I love it. I'm happiest when I'm writing and, um, it's the most soul satisfying thing. I call it like a soulgasm. I just feel like I get the most amazing, overwhelming sense of joy. Um, and it's not uncommon for me. I'm yeah. using that. Soulgasm. You know what I mean though? Like, yes, that's so, so brilliant. Yeah. I love that. I feel like writing adds magic to the world. I remember just reading all these fantasy books and writing fantasy like you're saying, and I feel like it kind of makes you see things differently. Like you're looking at a tree and it's not just a tree. There could be fairies in there. And it's this beautiful process. And hearing your process, it sounds like when you're in that flow of absolute purpose, 
you don't need like all the human stuff for a while, like food and water I and know. all for <laughs> what six hours you go fasted. Yeah. So while you write, that is absolutely inspiring. I think I need to try that to really tap into that creative flow state. That is amazing. And everything. I'm also just so thankful that you were gifted this wonderful gift of writing. You've taught me so much. I also want to tell you about when I first read the Soul Searcher's Handbook. I Well, I first read it in Bali, and then I reread bits of it um, in Bali and in Thailand and in Vietnam as my little easy-to-access glossary for just what I needed to know at the time. It was so perfect, but it was so crazy. And synchronicity completely happened when I was in Vietnam because I woke up around... 5am and I decided to turn on my Kindle to read your book and I remember there was something about Vietnam in there and so I turned and it said the Vietnamese New Year celebration is Tet and then it turned out that day it happened to be Tet that exact day that they were celebrating it and I just had no idea it was just interesting that I turned that page and I'm like oh something about Vietnam interesting And then it just also happens to be that celebration. Like, what a synchronicity. So I went outside on my morning run to discover Ho Chi Minh, and they were decorating the streets to celebrate it, to celebrate Tet, which was just, it's amazing. And they honor teachers, and you're one of my teachers. So that was, I still am floored and awestruck by that moment. I've got goosebumps. (laughs) I I love when stuff like that happens. And it just shows me, like, writing the book, it was never for me. It was always for you guys and for your guides to be able to, you know, tap you on the shoulder and say, turn this page today and go and explore this experience. And I love hearing stories like that. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. It also just dawned on me because it's the day they celebrate teachers. And my year has been about teaching. And I feel like this upcoming year is about being a teacher. Wow. (laughs) I love that. Oh, and see now the, the little spiritual clogs in my head are turning I'm I'm curious like what numerology year are you what star sign are you um oh we are diving deep into that later we are diving deep we have numerology questions astrology questions we're just so excited we wanted we've been wanting to just geek out with you about all this stuff and pick your brain and wisdom for so long man I'm so excited do you know how nice it is just to be able to kind of like pop the top button on your soul and just veg out with like-minded people and talk about all things spiritual without any judgment and just be completely open books and just, you know, like cross-pollinate info. I love it. I love it. You girls are like my soul sisters. You are a soul sister. It's a breath of fresh air for sure. And we're also, oh, we're also just so excited for your upcoming book, by the way. So we need to ask you about The Evolution of Goddess, A Modern Girl's Guide to Activating Your Feminine Superpowers. What a title. Can you please expand more on the premise of this book and what inspired you to write it? I sure can. So literally, I put the last full stop on Soul Searcher's Handbook, sent it away to be published and sat there and kind of said to myself, that was so exhausting. I feel like I've just gone through child labor and popped out this book, baby. I'm not going to write anymore. I'm exhausted. Went and sat down and got the biggest lightning bolt, urgent fire in my belly to write a book. And I saw this ridiculous symbol in my head and I was like, what is that? Um, and so I, I went straight back to my desk and I drew out this little evolution image and it went from like a mermaid 
um, to like a empress, to a queen, to warrior pose, to meditating. And it, they were all females. And I, I Googled, um, very similar to how soul searches began when I Googled how to be spiritual and saw how much nonsense was on Google. I, um, I Googled the evolution of feminine and I went to images and all the images that showed up were men. Like there was Homer Simpson evolving. There was a Lego man evolving. There was the ape to a computer. The whole thing. Yes. Where's my sisters at? (laughs) And I know what image you're also talking about because that image that you have on your book is very similar to that male image that is that everybody knows of the evolution and I I didn't know that you drew that out yeah it was bizarre and then um so it kind of spun me into the spiral of um goddess mythology um history archaeology um really digging up my roots um so it was a lot of root chakra deep drum grandmother stuff going on. Um, and so I kind of went into hibernation and really just was reading and digesting and exploring and connecting with, um, a lot of older women. So I, I found myself often hanging out on like Friday and Saturday nights, drinking teas with women in their fifties. And I was like, Whoa, shit's changing. This is, this is interesting. I went through like a little evolution on my own. And I sat there and I really realized that um, you guys, you know, everyone that's on the same path is going through the same stuff. You know, soul searches is a great starting point, but where we go from there is, you know, we sprout, we expand, we evolve. And um, so evolution of goddess is kind of the next step in exploration and was a personal spiritual growth moment for me. Um, And weaving it together, you know, the most amazing teachers showed up for me. Um, women from all walks of life, um, from the lady over the fence to a lady at the bus stop to, you know, scholars and, and best-selling authors, you know, everyone has kind of weaved together the, this book and it's, it's – I cannot wait to give it to you girls. Like, it is just um, – Obviously, there's still all the modalities in it, you know, like what flowers you should be surrounding yourself with and the oils and the foods and the potions and crystals and and the moon. But it's also about um, our story and the hero's journey and um, us as women. You know, and at the time, I had a complete soulgasm. I had one of those moments where it was light bulb, ding, 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 aha moment, rush to the phone, quick, this is urgent news. Um, and I rang the publishing house and I said, I don't, I don't know why this is so urgent, but we have to get this book out now. And I was pretty much in tears and, um, I could get upset talking about it. It's so weird. I was waking up every night, so frustrated with that this book was going to take so long and was really angry. And I went through this big, you know, goddess Kali moment where I just wanted a revolution. I was angry. I was on a mission. I was raging. Um, and I couldn't understand this urgency. And I think over the two years that it's taken to write and rewrite and rewrite and edit and strip bare and rewrite and rebuild, um, evolution of goddess, 
seeing what unraveled and what spiraled um, out of control in society with the world or the year that was 2017, um, it actually shows me that it couldn't be more perfect timing. You know, like you turning the page in Vietnam, um, this book showing up for 2018 is just the most perfectly timed little, you know, goddess bomb to set off. Um, and it's different, you know, it's, there's so much cool stuff going on with, with goddess and goddess circles. And it's kind of what was happening with spirituality. Um, when spirituality kind of took off again, and obviously so many people have been spiritual, it's not, you know, new, but when it started to become a bit more mainstream, we saw it sort of alienate and divide a lot of people. And I can see the same thing kind of happening with goddess. Um, she's been misinterpreted a lot and she alienates a lot when she shouldn't because, you know, it's actually no different to learning from women that you admire, taking note of their character and evolving yourself to be a better person. And it's about the feminine. So it's not even just about women. Men can also be feminine. You know, it's inclusive of all. So it's, it's kind of like, spirituality added with the goddess also minus the judgment minus the rules it's like let's just learn and expand together and explore everything that there is to explore and um really show um some buried and forgotten roots that all of us as women need like heavily planted in our root chakra at the moment going into 2018 so yeah evolution of goddess evolved me so much and the pages transformed before my eyes I honestly I feel like this book has a pulse I yeah I cannot wait to give it to you because yeah it is raw emotion and kind of like I've graduated I guess like I don't feel like I'm the pinup girl for like bubblegum spirituality anymore <laughs> I feel like yeah. You know, I've ditched my spiritual training bra and I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> become a woman. So, yeah. I can hear it in your voice, just the depth and the raw power and emotion. And it's just a truly sacred offering. And I think that this is actually perfect timing because it is shifting from that masculine paradigm back into the feminine because we're no longer going to be burnt at the stake or hunted or beat down into domestication, you know? I mean, that's to say in modern culture, because not every culture is it safe for that, but more and more women are starting to use their anger as this motivating force for change. And so hearing you just be like, no, this needs to happen and needs to happen now is so inspiring because I think when women are brave enough to use the power of their voice to sit in sacred circle, that's what is shifting the entire earth and reminding everyone of their connection to their spirit and to nature and so I just want to honor you because you are doing a huge service for the world and so are you guys I mean look at the you know all the people you're bringing together and the messages that you're getting out there you are so much seed of life so I equally bow back and that's what it's all about that you know recognizing everyone that's showing up I just think it's so cool and you know all of us have different things to bring to the table 
you know, and they're all different and beautiful and the same. And I just, I'm, what a cool time to be alive, you know, man. Well, you're very lucky. I mean, something I really admire is that you just kind of take this ancient wisdom of the goddess um, and God, you know, because the feminine does, so you're right, totally live in both woman and man, but you make it so applicable for the modern day um, human, really. So how do you so perfectly weave this Eastern philosophy or this ancient wisdom into everyday modern Western life? You know, every day is different. I, um, I have many rituals, but no routine, um, which drives oh, wait, people out. That's <laughs> Yes. So we just looked at each other with our mouths wide open and have many rituals, but no routine. Wow. But it's true, right? We all do. We, we, we all have our little quirks and things that we love and find sacred in our day. And some of the things people probably don't even know about us, um, that we love. So yeah, I mean, even getting, you know, a hot cup on my hands every day is, you know, I'm always looked down at the cup and think, wow, you know, this, this whole thing is for me. You know, how lucky am I? Um, and then I'm, and then I'm at a computer writing. So, you know, it's not, there's nothing ancient or, or sacred about that other than that I'm plugged in and, and getting whispers from, you know, wisdom that even I don't understand. I mean, God guys, sometimes I write stuff and then I have to Google it, to check that what I've said is truth. You know, <laughs> um, you know I have to reference. I work backwards. Um, so yeah, I, I, do you know what I love? I love that all of us have it already ingrained in us in our in our day, and we don't even realize. So, turning the pages, whether it's Soul Searcher's Handbook or you know the Book of you know Tibetan Book of the Dead or the Tao or the the type you know any of them, when we learn different things like we should rise with our head east feet west you know where we should put our temples um what oils we like and what they do and the crystals we're drawn to and their meaning you know we're always i i just can't wait till we're not surprised anymore you know about the synchronicity and the divine timing and the and the oh my gosh that's exactly what i needed you know i don't get me wrong i'm still surprised on the daily when i look at the clock and it's my one 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 or you know yes, i still get excited. So do you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's yeah i think we're starting just to become more aware mm. of it and i think that that's a point when you can actually observe why you do something or understand why that might have happened or start to observe it happening more than once you know I, I think that's the definition of awakening wow I absolutely love that because it's it's almost like it's more the energy behind the action that you're doing whether it is a sacred meditation or a beautiful cup of tea or coffee or writing on your laptop every moment can be divine and sacred if you choose it to be and also I must acknowledge you for you you said that you work backwards. No, you, I think that everybody else is working backwards where they Google first and then they try to write what they think is coming through. But you really are channeling and writing what is coming through. Then you just happen to take to Google. Yeah, to check that I'm not like spinning yarns. <laughs> <laughs> 
I um, do you know what I love, and I I feel it from your woman as well that there's such an innocence about spiritual exploration that's so childlike and playful. Um, and I think sometimes we get so clouded and foggy and stuck with the sense that we should be better or no more or more flexible or smarter or more traveled or more worldly. Um, and you know, I can, we can blame it on social media. We can blame it on whatever the, the rise of the hustle. I don't know, you know, but I just think when you're in your play, your authentic seek and, and find mode, the most beautiful magic happens. And there's nothing um, inauthentic or fake or phony or competitive, you know, or ego about it because you're just playing with life and the universe and everything that you can find. And that I think if you can allow yourself to play every day the most amazing things come through and you know I'm not saying logic doesn't have its place you know I'm very much a logical normal person I have a job you know I have a you know a razor blade I shave my arm but you know I'm normal <laughs> but I I think when you can really tap into your young soul that is so innocently pure and just wants to learn. Um, yeah, magic. This okay. is the most amazing space that you can play and roll in. Another synchronicity is you as you as my messenger. This morning in my journal, I wrote my motif for the day, my theme for the day: be playful. Yes. And you just brought this up. Wow, that yeah. Chills. It's so important too because I feel like when we're so zoomed in and suffering it's because we're focused on this tiny thing in front of us and it's this tunnel vision but the childlike playfulness like you look at any enlightened master and they hold that energy because they're constantly looking at everything from this crazy cosmic perspective and yeah but I would love to know about your personal spiritual journey I mean did you come into this world on this beautiful path or was there a specific moment in your life that shifted you into the realm of spirituality that's a great question I um so I was adopted when I was a, a baby and I was lucky enough to be brought into the most loving home I hit the cosmic jackpot and um the people that raised me, so my family, aren't spiritual or religious at all. They're completely atheist. Um, and so I guess I kind of suffered from black sheep syndrome. Um, I was very different, <laughs> very different. I remember um, my sister and I, this is probably my first memory of spirituality. So my sister and I got taken to the local bookstore. I loved the bookstore. And we both got to pick a magazine that every week you could you click something so you could build you know get different pieces of a dinosaur and build the whole dinosaur. You could collect cards and my sister picked um, one about ponies. She loved horses, and I came up to my mother at the counter. I was probably like four or five, and I pushed this little magazine over because I couldn't see over with my my little eyes and. Um, she held it back at me and she said, are you sure? She said, this is a magazine about tarot. You know, are you sure? Tarot cards, like what are you, 
And I said, yes. And so she let me collect them. Um, you know, and I think back to my room when I was a little girl and it was the most vibrant blue. Um, I had orca whales and dream catchers and crystals and fairies and yeah, I was, and you know, to my family, I was a little weirdo, but I was in (laughs) my little, my little kid's sanctuary. Um, so I, I think, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that there's always been, a thread of it. I've just started to weave it together now that I'm a bit older. Um, and I'm just really lucky that my family didn't beat it out of me. You know, they, they didn't encourage it, but they didn't make me change. So yeah, I was very lucky. You did. You hit the cosmic jackpot. I love that. And I do see you in your room being so colorful because your Instagram has the most beautiful pastel, like, colors fairy like colors I go to them like oh this is so beautiful yeah I just love all those like aquas and blues and purples and pinks they just yeah Uh, they light up my heart also speaking of tarot readings so do you still practice this and um what got you well obviously what got you into it at such a young age but Uh, Will you explain to the listeners what tarot readings are? Sure. So, um, and I'm just going to say right now that I apologize for my New Zealand accent when I say tarot deck. Tarot deck. Yeah. That's um, great. I I did a um, tarot course for Mind Body Green and we couldn't even use it because I was saying grab your deck the whole whole way. Yeah. parents advice <laughs> that's great yeah so tarot is um there's a major and minor arcana um and they, they've evolved from playing cards essentially the joker the fool um and they help to give guidance um and basically help to give answers and mentor they're, they're kind of like a channel for your guides, your God, your angel, whatever resonates with you. Um, what's so beautiful is that there's so many different types of cards that you can get. So you can get angel, goddess, traditional, um, like the Rider White set, which obviously has the cups, the swords, the wands, the pinnacles. Um, and I mean, I use them on the daily. Sometimes I shuffle them and pull a card just for guidance for today. I'm having a conflict or a challenge or a, le- a lesson in life, I'll pull a card. Um, I love to do Celtic crosses or past, present, future, um, you know, readings. I, yeah, and I always resonate to different cards. So I, I love the Star Child Tarot deck. I love the Wild Unknown deck. I love um, Michelle Buchanan's numerology deck. Um, sorry for saying deck so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is spirituality for the modern goddess it, yes. it works <laughs> I'm, just to, I'm just trying to keep your attention oh, I know what you ladies are like so yeah I love them I, I, I even have um, an app on my phone I quite often get asked people say how can the energy work if you're using an app and you know if anything, it works better on your phone or on um, an iPad or on your computer because power 
it's the source of everything, you know, energy. So yeah, I, I always have, um, guidance on the go guidance in my pocket and my smartphone. You know, if I'm having a horrible meeting with someone and I'm thinking when we're not even, we're not even communicating on the same page, you know, I can see that this person, you know, Karen from accounts has a yin and yang tattoo on her wrist. She was obviously spiritual at some moment of her life. (laughs) Yeah. I'll pull a card and normally it's, you know, something logical and rational telling me to see the other side, you know, of the argument, you know, be empathetic, you know, what's the other person's point of view, you know, all the stuff that you think our mothers would have told us or, our grandparents or our our guru or our teacher. Um, So, yeah, I think cards are such a a great way to help keep you on track and remind you of maybe what you've forgotten in that moment. Wow, I love that. What deck do you use on your phone, by the way? Because my old roommate Logan had a goddess card deck and it was so funny because, like, I would try to use it and then like the phone would glitch and I feel like I see this a lot with spiritual people where technology kind of like fritzes so I'm interested to know um, more about using a deck on your phone for starters I love that Logan had a goddess pack of cards like he is and my hero I love that Logan's actually a girl she's actually a goddess (laughs) I love it even more I know amazing (laughs) She is amazing. So I, on my um, phone, I have Angel Messenger. It's by Dora and Virtue. Um, and it was the first um, pack of cards I got um, when I was starting out. And it's so funny because so many people, um, when they go to the store, whether it's a spiritual shop or they're shopping on Amazon or they're in a bookstore and they go to the wall that's maybe got, I mean, depending where you are, three three packs or 20 packs or whatever mm-hmm. and there's something about that 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 deck that is really um inviting and they're really easy to connect with yeah. they're not intimidating and they're not cryptic so you can look at the card and very easily understand what that is trying to tell you you know they're almost like red and green traffic lights um <laughs> So yeah, I have, I've kind of stuck to that, that particular deck and I keep them, um, the app on my, on my phone and I love it. So handy. It's, you know, I, they've got me through some pretty interesting times, you know, like I was in a pretty bad relationship and for whatever reason we stay, we, I stayed there and I was convincing myself that it would change and, you know that it was fine and um, I kept pulling the card that said time to go and it's about the the sun rises and sets and even though it's setting now rise again you know and it was yeah telling me to go you know time to go and then I remember the final day that I pulled it and I was like okay I mean I swear my guides were rolling their eyes at me like Emma seriously how many times do we need to tell you you're like just one more sign yeah, just one more time. Oh, what are the odds? I pulled it again. You know, I shuffled the, the pack probably 40 times. And I remember hopping in the car and looking back at the life that I was about to drive away from. And I turned on the radio and the, um, who are the guys, the twins that used to be in Good Charlotte? The Madden oh, brothers. Oh, Benji and... 
then uh, Benji and the other guy. <laughs> The other guy was singing, and it was that song, <laughs> dun, 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 we are done, time yes. to go. And so I backed out the driveway, like, kind of crying and laughing at the same time. So I was like, this is, you know, at least my guides have a sense of humor. I <laughs> love that. That is another way to connect with your angel spirit guides. I love that. So tarot cards, and it sounds like music or whatever just happens to come whatever sign they happen to bring you are there any other ways that you personally connect with your angels and spirit guides and also if you could explain what spirit guides are and if there are specific angels that our tribe should maybe call on yeah so i mean all of us believe different things sorry i just clicked my glasses off because i'm getting really serious i'm taking my glasses off <laughs> all right we're um, serious now. so i um Guides, angels, you you know, your mentors, your on, spiritual entourage, God, universe, whatever you want to call them. Um, I personally find it really comforting to know that I have a spiritual squad team that have my back when I'm going into the daily arena of life. Um, you know, so I, I personally believe I have angels. I know... Um, I've had different psychic readings and been told consistently from different people in different points of the world. So I know that they're, they're not talking to each other, um, about particular angels that are consistently with me, past loved ones, you know, they have a saying that, um, you know, people that we know that have passed over are just angels that we know by name. Um, yeah, I, have a real affinity with Archangel Gabrielle and Gabrielle is a cool chick because she is a messenger and she's also, um, an angel of birth. So she's with, um, you know, mothers when they conceive, when they're pregnant, when they're giving birth, but also with children when they're adopted or orphaned. And she's also, um, you know, with a lot of people, you know, when you think of birth, and creating life and creation. It's also the source of creativity. So she's with a lot of, um, she'll be with you if you ever get a streak of creative artistic flair. Um, so all of a sudden you decide that you're going to redo your wardrobe or write out the most beautiful page in your journal or write a poem, write a blog, when you're inspired to write that really raw and true, um, truth bomb, you know, Instagram post, she is there. So she's with a lot of, um, you know, politicians and singers and songwriters and authors and actors and artists. And yeah, I just, there's something about, yeah, Gabrielle that really, really resonates with me. And I, yeah, I think she's pretty cool, but also obviously goddess. So, um, yeah, Carly, as I mentioned, is... Yes. I love Carly. Yes. Isn't she just a boss? Oh, divine. Yeah, boss. like you need to call on your inner queen, you call on Carly. Yeah. We've been calling her in a lot lately. Man, she is ripping up a storm at the moment. I, I love when um, you can feel energy shifts around you. You know when you're sitting in a room and you can just you get that vibe that maybe, ooh, did I miss something or has someone, you know, has someone ruffled someone else's feathers, you know, when you walk into a space and you can feel that. And I feel like you can feel, you know, the, the wind of Kali, you know, cut through the air. It's yeah, it's, mm. 
the storm, the calm before the storm. <laughs> yeah, she's like the exploding volcano that births islands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I was so funny in Vanuatu, where I recently was on holiday. It was risky to go there, right? Because 2018. I mean, a lot of of ancient philosophers have rumored that there's a lot of stuff going to blow. Um, and volcanoes, Ring of Fire, especially, um, it's right on the, I'm getting off coffee here, but bear, bear with me. Um, you know, the, the plates that are causing a lot of earthquakes at the moment, mm-hmm. that's right where all the volcanoes are dotted. Um, so I decided like any, you know, dedicated soul searcher where to have a holiday, I'll go to the Ring of Fire and perch on top of a volcano <laughs> and wow. put my heels up. And yeah, the Kali energy there was incredible it was so interesting I I went thinking I'm going to write and get lots done and it's going to be you know an active relaxation holiday and I literally sat there and could do nothing it was amazing I couldn't even look at my phone I couldn't read I couldn't write I couldn't really talk I was basically just anchored to sit and observe everything you know the bubbling lava or the steam or the, the the shoreline and the trees and the birds and yeah I definitely felt a little bit calm before the storm for sure so <laughs> look out look out ladies look out call to go there now Kali's coming through well we got the volcano here yeah why but um, oh, is, man you guys have the most amazing landscape and yeah volcanoes and waterfalls and man you live the dream new zealand's not too shabby either (laughs) and you've got honestly as men wow um if you girls ever want to do um a new zealand mission let me know i'll pick you up from the airport there's always a place to stay we can go hiking and manhunting whatever you want Raquel has a thing for the foreign accents. I am taking you up on this. Trust me. But talking about like connecting to that energy of the volcano and everything, I'm curious how someone can amplify and connect more to their psychic abilities. Are there certain meditations, herbs, or maybe rituals that you would recommend? Yeah. So I 100% believe that everybody has psychic abilities. It's not for the privileged or for the few. It's not for the educated or the rich or, you know, it's or for the chosen. Everybody has the ability. Everyone is in, instinctly intuitive. Um, and I think, yeah, there are so many ways. I mean, a long list of ways that you could expand and evolve and explore that. And I think the key is really to follow your nose. So it's very easy to... Um, get caught in the web of what you think you should be doing. But just like everything we've talked about with the signs and the synchronicity and and the guidance that happens on the daily, you will already be being, you know, led to what you're meant to be paying attention to. And, you know, whether it's waking up and, and jotting down a dream that you had or paying good attention to the lyrics and the song that you keep hearing, um, the numbers on the clock that keep repeating or 
the thought or idea that came to you so violently that it knocked you off your seat and made you emotional, you know, that's not just any thought, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we're very quick to dismiss and forget. And I think with all the distractions that we have in our day, um, you know, our intuition gets drowned a lot. So it's really just allowing it to bubble to the surface and you don't necessarily have to, you know, you don't really need to nurture it. You just need to acknowledge it and it sort of shows up for you. So yeah, I think, Allow yourself to go where you're led, whether that's, oh, I keep seeing that book, I should read that book, or, oh, you know what, I've heard great things about the psychic, I'm going to go and experience it, or I'm going to go to a workshop, or I'm going to read this article online, you know, whatever it is, um, let yourself be led by your intuition, because that's the whole point, it's, yeah, you know, let it, let it have a voice. Mm, following mm. what lights you up, and that feeling of the pull, and by the way, <laughs> this is such a synchronicity because yeah. you brought up intuition and psychic abilities and dreams, and I want to ask you about your thoughts on past lives and past life regression because I have this recurring dream throughout my entire life. It's kind of gnarly, but I'm tortured in Egypt, and I've always had like this weird thing towards Egyptian culture where I'm very fascinating fascinated but I remember my mom took me to like the King Tut exhibit in Los Angeles when I was 10 and I was crying the whole time it was crazy like she didn't really know what to do with me I had like so much anxiety and I had this dream last night again and it's kind of always the same where um, I'm being chased and captured and I'm a woman but it's not my physical body so I was wondering um, about your knowledge on dreams or past lives or just your magical thoughts I mean how cool is that that you've kept that you know, like so many people just, you know, wow, I think that's so cool. Totally worth exploring. Have you um, done a past life regression before? I have not. I actually just figured I would find the right person and it would just flow into my yeah. experience, but. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, you know, there's, you'll find the right person. I, um, I did a past life regression when I was living in America. I was in Fort Lauderdale. Um, of all places and <laughs> yeah and this guy from the New York Hypnosis Institute or something like that his name was Eli and he flew from New York um, to meet me and man back then I had never written anything I you know I was just starting to travel and explore I was just yeah, nothing special. We're just an, another girl on the planet. And so the fact that Eli came um, to do a regression with me, I found really interesting. And he was really curious by me, and I was equally as curious with him. And I kept saying to him, it's not going to work, but we'll try anyway. Like, good luck, you know, and kept joking it off and being really playful and kind of, you know, trying to make light of what we were doing. Cause I felt a bit dumb, you know, I was like, this is a bit silly. Um, and he just held space, you know, he was amazing. And he just said, okay, well just relax and let's just talk, like just relax and close your eyes. And I'm just going to talk to you. And it's so funny because, you know, I think everyone wants their first past life regression to be like, Oh my gosh, I was Elvis, you guys. Or, um, <laughs> You know, I, I wasn't, it was really interesting and it was really 
pivotal for me at that point in my life. Um, I was a very angry, lonely old man. Um, and I, I think it was in like Ukraine or Estonia. It looked really, um, like Russian. They were speaking a different language. I couldn't understand, but my, but I could, it was weird. It was, yeah. And it kind of jumped. So I had these boys, these beautiful blonde blue eye boys and, um, their mother had, had gone. I think she died. And I was really bitter about that. I felt abandoned and I felt really sorry for myself that I had to look after these children. So I was playing the victim and here were these two boys that needed my love. And I was just so caught up myself. I couldn't love them. And I was angry. I was so frustrated and I just, yeah, the love was gone. Um, and then it jumped to the boys being a bit older and we were arguing and then it jumped to me alone in the family house. And there were pictures of the boys now with their own families and a really loud clock. Like I was conscious that I was spending a lot of time alone and I, I treated it like a punishment because I pushed everyone away. Um, and it ended cause I was walking up the stairs. Like I knew that I was going to go to sleep and probably never wake up again. And I felt like that's what I deserved. And I came out of it and it was interesting because I was like, hey, I was a real grumpy dickhead in the past life. Mm -hmm. And he laughed and he said, you know, often we, we get many past lives, um, but often the one that comes through is the one that's the, the biggest lesson that we need to learn now. Um, and at the time I was having a lot of trouble with my, my father cause my mum had passed away and the way that he was grieving was so selfish. And I was so, um, distant from him because I couldn't understand why he couldn't be a father because he was too caught up being a broken hearted lover. Um, and having that regression really mended my relationship with my father because I would never want him to end up alone. And it really gave me the opportunity to help go a little easier on him and kind of meet him halfway and realize that maybe that this lifetime, that's his lesson. I've already learned that lesson. If I have really learned that lesson, then I need to show up and help teach others what I know and what I had to learn the hard way. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, it's really an, an interesting experience if you can be open to what might come through and really understand how that lesson can help today. Yeah, it's interesting. But Egypt, I have had one in Egypt as well where I was um, a scribe and I used to etch hieroglyphics into these big brick wow. you know, tablets and then I'd pilgrim, I'd do a big pilgrimage to deliver them. And it's interesting because some of Soul Searcher's handbook was written in Egypt. So I, um, yeah, spent a lot of time there and um, that's really where I found aromatherapy. Um, I, I, I'm so excited for you to be able to explore everything Egypt and what lesson might be in that memory that keeps itching at your soul. Um, yeah, I go explore. 
go with someone and be safe. And I would probably recommend doing a Nile cruise. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it's divine. And there's obviously a lot of things to be felt there for you. If you were so moved when you were a little girl, wow. I just think, yeah, there is something big sitting under your feet ready for you to, to dig up when it's ready, when, you know, when you're ready, but man, keep me posted on that. I'm so curious with stuff like that. I just find it so interesting. And I I would have no doubt that you were a very, um, powerful woman. You know, you would have been someone that would have united yeah. people. Mm. Um, cause look at what you do this lifetime. Very clever. Wow, I feel like you are so my messenger. I just, like, many, many light bulbs turned on in my soul just now, so I am definitely going to explore this deeper. And something I love about hearing your story is that you took the lessons from your past life to heal into your present and connect deeper to your purpose. And speaking of purpose, I noticed that when you talk about it on your site, you said that we're born with purpose from the get-go. So I would love it if you could dive more into that. How can we find our purpose and connect more intimately to our gifting in in this lifetime? Yeah, I think it, you know, comes back to what we were talking about before about play and about what we were like when we were children and what we loved. And, um, you know, I think of the children that I know in my life and I look at them and I often wonder what they're going to be when they're older and you can already kind of see it. Like you can see what they're drawn to and you can see what they love to learn and listen to. And um, so funny, I went to a, a like baby shower the other day and I ended up in the corner of the room with this little girl who was obsessed with crystals. And I was just blown away by her knowledge. She, you guys, she knew way more than me. She was incredible. She was six years old. Wow. And she was, you know, passing me a citron and an amethyst and talking to me about bloodstone and onyx and obsidian. And I was looking at her, you know, into her eyes thinking, how is this all in your tiny head? Like, how did you, you know, I, I think if you can do yourself a favor, stop for a minute and think about what you loved, what you adored when you were little and allow yourself to maybe pick up where we left off whether that's with animals or, you know, you just wanted to to be a mom and your doll was your everything or whether you love to write or draw or be out, outside or um, be in the water, you know, I think there's clues in that. And I think sometimes the world gets us in such a hurry to make money and to do good and to tick all the boxes that we forget that there is this awesome thing within us that we were here to do. Um, and I, I love how many women and men, but particularly women at the moment that are really starting to ditch the fear and step into what they have always wanted to do. And whether that's starting a blog or a podcast or a, a, a craft business or a family or a charity or whatever that is, um, however you show up, I think 
the fact that you honor your soul and do and start and give it a go, that's, that's where your purpose lies. That's where the soulgasm awaits you. That's where the soulgasm awaits you, awaits us. I absolutely love that. And the childhood memories that are popping in my mind that I loved most was writing and singing, which I can't sing now, but, um, and wandering the forest and crystals. I love that you were into crystals as a child too. What crystals were you drawn to as a child? And how about what do crystals mean for you now in your life? Is there any one that you would also recommend for tapping into our inner goddess, which we'll want to talk more about in a minute? Yeah, definitely. I, I treat crystals kind of like my shield. Um, they're like my stress ball for my day. So I know that if I have a few crystals close to my heart, um, that I've got this, that my day is going to be fine. So, um, for example, if I know that I have a really busy day, I really need to focus. I might be, you know, needing book wise. I hate doing like footnotes and reference checking and all the real intricate Oh man, it's like being back at school. It's like homework. <laughs> so I, you know, for that, I need citron. I need something that's going to really focus my attention. It's, I call it like the cheerleader. It's a positive stone. It means I can step into the space and not feel like it's a drag. I can um, feel happy about what I'm doing and focused. And it's a success stone. You know, it, it brings in success. So it means I'm going to have a successful day. I'm going to get through what I need. Um, Clear quartz is a big one. It's kind of like a purifier, and I always keep that on me. I've got it on my key ring. I've got one hanging in my car. I've got one on my desk at work. I normally pop one down my bra. Um, I love and, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You should hear me when I hop into the shower. It's just like ding, 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 ding. Like they all drop off. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> always forget that they're there. Um, amethyst is. Um, yeah, I just, I love her. The most beautiful purple amethyst and rose quartz. And rose quartz is um, great for matters of the heart, um, quieting mental chatter, like self-love. So if you're ever having a bad day when you look in the mirror and you just think, ugh, um, grab a rose quartz and um, tell yourself that you're beautiful and get on with your day. Um, yeah, I think the biggest crystal goddess wise for me has been moonstone um and actually you know you questioned earlier about intuition moonstone is a really good um crystal to help you really tap into what you need to do and when and why it really helps you feel things at a much deeper level and um the most amazing thing I think about Moonstone is that I often see it imprint on people so the colours of the crystal will change with you. They turn quite opal and blue um, and I love seeing that. You know, that's just a sign of spiritual evolution, that you're growing and, and you know, that your energy's changing and this crystal's changing along with you. It's so cool. Yes, I've noticed that. Ali and I always wear Moonstone and I notice both of our colours and our Moonstone rings change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Probably, I can imagine both of you girls would have the most radiant streak of blue in them. <laughs> you have just the best energy. Oh, they do have that blue. Oh, 
We got them in India. <laughs> cool. I know. So, so Moonstone in India is an engagement ring. You know, oh, it's... Well, yeah. we were engaged to ourselves then. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you would have been engaged to... You would have been committing to the journey. You know, you would have oh, been... We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues. But seriously, guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I... I'm going to be honest right now. I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago and it put me in a funk for a while. So when a friend recommended Hum to me, I took, I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets and now... Let's just say I run a little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life, and tell us that you want to submit for the Hum giveaway. Yes, and don't forget about receiving 20% off Hum Nutrition with our promo code MAGIC. Yeah, oh, and then and I bet you in a past life you guys were like the naughty nuns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been told that we have sex phone operator voices too many times. Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize, tribe. I'm like, it's the yoga voice. It's not a sex phone <laughs> operator voice. What do you say? <laughs> so I'm glad someone called us out. On naughty that. nuns, so good. Oh my gosh. Well, <sighs> that's our one way of tapping into our inner goddess. Also, mm. by the way, our soul tribe has some questions for you about tapping into their inner goddess energy. So, and they also have a couple stories too. We'll first ask Sandra Van Blitz. Um, she asks, would love some tips on how to activate my inner female energy in the sense of feeling feminine and embracing it instead of hiding yourself and your body. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. that's a big one. That's a real big one. Cause oh, you yeah. think, yeah. I feel like all of us as women kind of are reacquainting ourselves with our feminine after so many years of marching in pants. And, um, you know, I, the biggest thing I would say to reacquaint yourself with the feminine is to not think of it as feminist, um, to not think of yourself as belittling your masculinity. Um, it definitely has its place. It's almost just really tapping into your loving, nurturing, protective side. And the best way to do that is to surround yourself with other like-minded women. Um, and you see it happening so much with the most beautiful circles and events and gatherings that are happening and they're all kind of syncing up with moons, which I love, which is so goddess. So if it was me and I was sitting there scratching my head right now thinking, how do I get my goddess on? I would look for a, a circle near me. So a, a meditation group or a, a goddess gathering or a yoga class where you might be able to connect with like-minded sisters. Um, and I would really try and tap into moon energy, which can, which means different things for lots of people. And there's heaps of different articles and books out there. Um, but basically start to understand 
when it's a full moon, how you feel and why, and a new moon, what you feel and why, what you're thinking about or what you want to achieve, um, what you want to release, what you're angry about and why. And um, I think the biggest thing about feminine is feeling, you know, feeling deeply. And for so long we've tried to not be the psycho girl or the emotional girl and all of us have you know the heroine and the psycho and the mother maiden crone <laughs> and do you just have to watch any given woman on a cycle of a month go through all of those <laughs> traits um so i would just say lay yourself to feel everything really deeply surround yourself with women who get it don't be afraid to distance yourself from women that don't. And I don't mean it and, you know, break out with any woman that's not spiritual or on the same path. I'm saying become aware of how you, how your energy feels or how you feel after you've been in the presence of someone and intuitively listen to your energy before you go meet someone of whether you really want to do that or not. Um, and you'll start to be more guided into, yeah, your tribe, your soul tribe. Yes, our soul tribe. I love that. It's just igniting that divine feminine in each other. And if a woman's not connected to that, like reminding her and mirroring to her, her goddess, um, which ties in really beautifully with this story from Naomi. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your last name. Gekshi. Um, Gekshi. I would love tips on how to try and hold on to my femininity when surrounded 12 hours a day by men. I'm an electrician by trade and sometimes find it difficult to feel feminine when I'm doing grim work or facing constant judgment and discrimination because I'm in a man's role. Part of me is empowered by it, but after days of people seeing, oh, I was expecting a man, you might not be able to fix this as well as many others. I sometimes feel very defeated or manly when I know that I am more capable, more than capable at what I do. I hope that makes sense. It's a bit raw. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And good on her for like being the fire starter. Like, it's so magic. I just, um, you know, and I instantly think of the sun goddess, you know, all the sun goddess fire and no wonder she's got a fire in her belly and it's just smoldering away with everyone that throws a log on the fire every time they say, oh, I was expecting a man. Like, wow, isn't it? Isn't it interesting? Imagine if you walked into a bakery and a, a male baker handed you your bread rolls and you said, oh, can I have the ones that the girl made? You know, it blows my mind. I, yeah, I think if she can really, yeah, she's going to have to, I mean, it's not going to go away. I can't fix it. I can't, I can't help her get rid of that. And people, people never stop surprising me with the stuff, with the stuff that they say and the way that they think. Um, and it's really retrograde. Like so many people are walking backwards at the moment where others are charging forward. It's such a parting of the sea. Um, so again, I feel like it's that same thing, like find your tribe, find people that you can talk about this to and that may, you know, remind you that, you were great and powerful and empowered and normal for feeling that way. I I would be tapping into lots of sun goddess energy and 
Yeah, she's. I'd be. I wonder if she's an Aries. Like she sounds like she's got a lot of. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that that is so helpful because there really is nothing that any one of us can do for her in order to change others' mindsets, and there's no nothing else that anybody that she's around can do to change her mindset but there are people that will listen and be there and just find her like-minded individuals to help her feel empowered and tap into that goddess and the sun goddess that totally is so helpful and there's so many um movements at the moment within industries like that particularly around like renewable energy and women in tech and there must be women in trades um that she can connect with and um you know what? And two, that's that's an angle for her business. Like, I wouldn't want to be showing up anymore at doors of people that that would react like that. Like, I and as a female, I feel way more comfortable knowing that there's a female I can walk around. I'm not going to be head on, or not saying that all men are like that, but you know, you just feel a little bit more at ease in your home. Like, I would leverage that up and target. You know, that that's what you do, and that you are a woman, and own that, and. I mean, it's probably harder because she's obviously working for another business. I, you know, if she's listening, she needs to reach out to me through my email. I want to give her a free reading because I'm so curious about her star sign and what she's experiencing. And yeah, that's very cool that she's, yeah. Thank you for asking me the question and sorry that I can't really give you the answer. I don't know if I really helped with that one. Oh my gosh, Naomi's about to get treated. I also want to, she's listening, acknowledge her because I think it's so important for women to be in those, what we consider to be masculine professions because we're connected to mother nature in a very different way than men, like with our cycles and our rhythms. And so to be at the front of renewable energy and just, yeah, in that very masculine field that is polluting and right now killing nature it's important to be in that to find ways to shift that to a more sustainable lifestyle so we honor you goddess we so honor you naomi <laughs> that is amazing and this all actually ties into ali luya she has a question for you emma and it's very similar um as far as the female and masculine energy and right she says I struggle sometimes to reconcile feeling empowered as a woman with respecting men. Of course, I understand that men are conditioned to suppress their emotions, to be quote-unquote macho, etc., etc., and I have compassion for them, but sometimes I just feel so much resentment towards them and the way they treat women and how entitled they can be in a society, for me at least, where the vast majority of men of the men I am surrounded by are not awakened and are living a, in a socially conditioned way, how can I balance being an empowered woman with respecting and having compassion for men along their journey? hope that made sense, she says, which it did, Ali. <laughs> oh, it totally makes sense. And I just got taken back to the start of writing Evolution of Goddess where I was so angry and just frustrated and sick of the relentless, you know, slug you know that was the society and it still it still is I feel it's um it's challenging and I think the thing that I um really had to personally explore myself when writing evolution of goddess and really be clear on defining is that 
It's not us versus them or he versus she or right or wrong. It's together. And, you know, with yin and yang and everything in balance, it, it does need to be together. And there are, like I said before, the people in retrograde who are walking backwards or standing still, which, as we know, evolutionary, if you're standing still, you're sitting dark species-wise. That's how people go extinct. Um and I think that's kind of what's happening in our society at the moment. When you think about the old school or the people fearful of change and unwilling to change, they're getting left behind very quickly. And I think in 2018, we're going to see a lot more of a lot more truths come out. It's not going to be acceptable anymore to our lives. Um, and 2017 was a year of lies. It was incredible. Um, you know, you're going to start to see huge shifts in femininity, both in men and in women. We've already started to see that. Um, and you really just have to educate. And that is the biggest weapon. And it's, it's the wrong word to use. There's no other word that I can really find, but it is like the weapon of wisdom. And, you know, just like in that past life where I learned from that experience. So I didn't offer that experience to the person that needed the lesson. I offered the teaching instead. That's what we as women are about to experience and are experiencing, whether it's an electrician, you know, ringing the doorbell or someone showing up to work in a room full of really aggressive, narrow-minded masculine men. Um, it's the ability to show them that there is a different way together. And it doesn't mean that they lose their power. It means that we gain it as well. So, um, yeah, it is going to be a lot of education. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of emotion this year and a lot of healing, and there's going to be a lot of frustration. And all of us, I think, have already been feeling that the last 12 months, you know, the the growing pains as a society, but you know, the most powerful thing that is happening is women are coming together and, you know, it's not being brushed under the carpet anymore. You know, we're all starting to call it out when people aren't fear or they're unjust or they belittle or bully. Um, you know, equality is going to be the movement of our time and, in order to do that, we need to lead by example. And, you know, even with Naomi, you think of, you know, the woman's role in a tribe was the most important, not because she went to war or because she hunted. It's because she was the protector to say enough. She would say no more hunting particular animals or no more gathering particular plants because she knew the power of rejuvenation, right? So us as Earth, as our tribe, all together, we're coming together and we're saying enough and it's entering a space of rejuvenation. New moon, new new year. So this is stunning. It is hard. And, God, I would be lying if some days I don't get angry. The other day I said to my partner, this is so funny, he, he just rolled it. He's the most patient man in the world. He... Um, was watching the news and the sports was on and I got so angry and he said what's what's the matter and I said well 
sports, you know, the news all the time with sports and men competing men. And yes, there's a few females in there, but it comes back to, you know, the Olympiad days, the Roman, the empire, the command and conquer era. Um, where's the arts? Where's the people weaving and creating and the, the feminine activities, you know? And, you know, some days I get frustrated, you know, it's like how I got frustrated of how long it took the evolution of goddess to come out because it felt so urgent. Yeah. But it always changes in the right moment. And I think, yeah, if we hang on tight, we'll, we'll get there together. And in the meantime, we've just got to stay sane and, and hold each other. <laughs> hold each other in that awareness. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> so amazing. So orgasming, like crazy right now. You guys are great. Oh, we could talk to you all day, but we do only have two more questions for you <laughs> okay. because we want to be respectful of your time. Um, let's imagine that it's many, many years from now and you are a grandmother with a bunch of grandkids, however many you want. It could be boys or girls. Um, but your time for this particular life is coming and they ask you for one piece of wisdom that they can carry with them for the rest of their lives. What would your one golden nugget of wisdom be? To be unapologetic about changing. And I think the reason why I would tell them that is because we have full permission to change our mind. And I think it takes a real empowered person to take a different opinion or see a different view or evolve their way of approaching the world, shift the perspective. You know, I think I would hope that I was having conversations with my grandchildren about the world that we grew up in and the the shifts that we had to make in order to get equality for all, for all, everyone, so that no one was left behind no matter their culture, religion or race. And I would say, you know, could you imagine, you know, the headline would read unfathomable, you know, because they just, we just couldn't imagine a world like that. And that is the conversation I would hope I'd be having with my grandchildren. I am holding my crystal and giving it a new purpose. It's my selenite because that is so powerful. Be unapologetic for change. Wow. Wow. Just sit with that a moment. Another soulgasm bomb. Someone tattoo that, please. Yes. (laughs) And this is our last question that we ask all of our magical guests. How would you advise our listeners to create their own magic? Just be playful and free in your spiritual journey, you know. Just soul search. It's endless and eternal and, yeah, just allow yourself to ever develop and evolve. Ah, you are singing to us. I I love you. I love you so much. I love hanging out with you guys. Let's chat again. You guys were great. That went way too fast. I... Yeah, I'm officially part of your soul tribe. I'm big fans of you guys now because I just think what you're doing is so cool. I could have chatted to you guys all day. I know. We would love to do this again. We need an Emma Milden part two. 
And we also need like a million copies of your books to just hand out to everyone we see. Like, have <laughs> I you read Emma's new book yet? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> well, I actually got goosebumps when one of you mentioned that you write and sing. You used to write and sing when you were a kid. I think one of you, if not you guys both together, write a book. <laughs> that is very funny because I'm releasing a book January 31st and Raquel's releasing one in a few months after that. So. Yeah, a poetry book. But I do, we do want to write something together too for everybody. So that's amazing that you said that. But more importantly, where can everybody find you and connect with you on the webs? Um, EmmaMilden.com. So EmmaMilden, M-I-L-D-O-N.com. And um, I... I want to read your book. Make sure you send everything to me. I want people need to know about this, and I'm sure soul searchers will love to read your stuff because I've resonated with you girls so much. You're amazing. I'm so grateful you like tracked me down and emailed me, and yeah, you guys are just divine. And on behalf of everyone that will never get to thank you for what you're contributing to the world, thank you for showing up and for doing this. It's amazing. You guys are just great. The honor is all mine. You guys are just divine. We just bow to you in every We're so grateful, Emma. Wow. (laughs) Having a moment. I know. This is a major moment. (laughs) I'm sure everyone's listening is like, ugh, spew. I know. (laughs) No, our tribe is so cool. They are so loving. They're just as gooey as us. I know. We love them. You're, yes, you are definitely their vibe, their goddess, so... We love it and we love you. Oh, and also, listeners, please pre-order her book on Amazon or where else can they pre-order? And when does it release? Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, um, Indie. It's out in July 2018. I had to think about the year. Um, Out later on this year, but you can pre-order. Yeah, I just cannot wait for um to hear what you guys think your raw honest truth bombs come through um to have you back on oh man i just adored this this is the highlight of my day you guys thank you now i want to go to new zealand yeah i'll come honestly i'll have all the boys waiting at the airport you guys can come (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yes and you come to hawaii please we would love to host you yes absolutely I'm coming to America in probably June or July, and I might try and see if I can do like a, a little swing by, because there's a reason why I saved that island for last, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know. I think she will call yeah, you. Yeah, she calls people in, and I think she's calling. Yeah. <laughs> and let's work some magic together. I definitely want to meet you guys, but I think we could do something cool together as well. I know. I, I agree. I we'll have yeah. to brainstorm. I love yes, this. Definitely. Sounds amazing. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We have a hard time saying bye. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes. And those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel mantra. Thank you and have a magical day.